0: What's up? What's up? What is up? Another episode, another week, another Friday. The Ball Hawk Sports Talk is coming to you. We're going to have a good old time. You know how we do it. It's sports, business, and entertainment. We only do it one way. That's rough, rugged, and raw. The whole crew is in the building today. I'm coming to you from the ATL. That's right, Atlanta, hot, Atlanta. So never mind the background. I'm not in my normal studio, but you're going to get the normal Ball Hawk Sports Talk because the crew got it going on today. Today's episode. Today's episode is going by the title, Cash and Checks. And if you grew up near any community, any city, any hood, you've heard the saying, don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. And today we're going to talk about a few checks that's been written. We don't know if somebody can cash it. But somebody asked is gonna be questioned whether or not they can cash today on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. So make sure that you strap on your seatbelt because we're about to do what we do. So let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Cause this is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B Brown, ESQ aka the ball hall aka the mouth of the south this is the place where sports business and entertainment collide and we're gonna give it to you rough rugged and raw so come get you a spoonful like some grits with butter and salt you know how we do it in the south y'all make sure you do not get caught in your feelings strap on your seat belt and enjoy the ride come on let's go. go 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 in the building straight from hot so we gonna get on this hot fish grease today baby we got some for them today because i mean we got some stuff popping in sports business and entertainment so who Ooh, better grease. than us who better than us to give them this hot fish grease because we started off with the good old saying don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. Cashing checks today is the crew. What's up, Big Flow Show?
1: Man, it's all good. I got the email about the yellow. Uh obviously, my man E didn't read the email. He don't have any yellow on today, man. But I got enough on for all of us. So we're
0: good. Let's do it. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Uh my man ETP, what's good with you, my brother?
2: Good man. Bring the, the lime, the lime to the yellow party, lime to the lemon party for my Celtics.
0: Especially with that hat on, man. So we might as well start there. We might as well start there because I know you got a few things to say. You know, wear your little hat with the little thing on it, the shamrock, whatever you call that little got file hat. got, got, you got your, your, on. Little, yeah. like your little hat Whenever somebody says you got your little, whenever it's like your
2: little, just
0: minimize <laughs> everything. Hey, look, I see, so I see you got your hat on. I'm going to take yeah. a little You know, I can't be disrespectful. Y'all beat us by 25. So, you know, back in the day when we played video games, I would have had to get up and put my sticks down. Because we got beat that bad. So I'll let you start with, since I wrote a check that my ass could cash last night, my Heat did not cash my check last night. So I'll, I'll let you start in the spirit of sportsmanship Get it off your chest, son. Y'all, 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 one last night. Go get mic. it off your chest. What you got to say about your little Celtics? Go ahead. I meant your Celtics, not your little. <laughs> <laughs>
2: your little, 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 little Celtics, Celtics. You, you little, you little really? team, team. you like little Go ahead. Go ahead. I know
0: you got some stuff to say. What, what, what
2: you got to say? <laughs> hey, hey, man. They're all they're all professionals. I just hope that Miami oh, can yeah, act that. more That's like. Bad. It. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope <laughs> Miami can act more professional to make it an exciting series. But I don't know that they're going to win another one.
0: Oh, you say? So I'll say y'all just gonna sweep. Or you gonna you gonna win four straight. This how a
2: gentleman like sweep. You can't, let you guys have one. Yeah.
0: You know, don't want to hurt your feelings one. too bad. <laughs> let not they let us have one. Look, Miami Heat. Whatever y'all did last night before the game, don't do that again. Let's change that routine. Whatever whatever you did before the game two, don't do it before game three. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is having two people back: Al Harford and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart being the defensive player of the year. Um, he put my man Struce on his butt with a crossover and hit a jump shot. It, it was wasn't just even a,
1: that good of a crossover
0: either. It wasn't. It, was a, it looked he like. He actually
1: it. did a better crossover after dude hit the ground. <laughs> just in case. He was like, hold on, let me go and cross it up. God, hit this jumper.
2: Edit, you can edit that in post. And, so, and sometimes <laughs> it just be like that. You don't show up. You don't well, last, week, last week, you putting up comments from the viewers about how the Celtics are soft and the Celtics can't. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. The tables have turned so dramatically.
1: Your you little did. Heat team look little. Yeah,
2: on, look. Little yeah. Heat. look listen, little Jimmy Heat. Butler.
0: Let me let me talk to you directly, little Heat. Don't be acting, Don't be out there acting like that. Because I, I, I'm I'm writing these checks, man. Y'all got to cash them. So I know that's not fair. But in the world of sports, that's what this is. As a Heat fan, I want to be able to come on this platform and talk ish. The way y'all played, I can't talk ish. That would be the game well. of basketball. Um, so who so so y'all won game two, you little Celtics, and <laughs> now we now now there's a series, right? So we just gotta win one in Boston. I think we can do that. Uh, you obviously think that y'all gonna win four straight. I don't know how in the heck that's gonna happen. Eric Spolstra, worth worth talking about. Eric Spolstra in terms of coaches left in the playoffs. he's arguably the best coach left in the playoffs. He is an adjustment-oriented coach. He makes adjustments. And so I think the Celtics, not think, I know the Celtics got the best of us last night, but I think going forward with Eric Spolster making adjustments, it is now a series. We took one on the chin uh, in game one. Y'all took one on the chin, and now we got a series, man. This is what I said initially. It was going to be a a brawl, an old-school Late 80s Eastern Conference brawl. And in a brawl, you're gonna get punched. We got punched last night. We just gotta get I up mean, off the ground. I mean, I is that I, more I of don't... A kick
1: or a punch. What would you <laughs> say? <Yeah. laughs> we
0: got we got kicked in for or stomp. Yeah, I think was, stomp has been a bit of stomp. Whoop that trick, you tell me we got the whoop the trick treatment.
2: Whoop uh that trip. Uh, uh excessive yeah. celebration. I mean, the Miami didn't it's not a brawl if you if you don't lead, if you're behind from like Four minutes in to the end of the game, that's we got a, we got that's a little bit. you got jumped. <laughs> Listen, they went
1: ten to twelve from the three point line in the first quarter, or in the first quarter. So the game was over when it started.
0: Look, I don't think that the Celtics can to be that hot from three. I mean, that was one. It was one of those nights when you yeah. get hit with one of those. You gotta just brush Look. yourself off, like yeah. Hey, you got me. You got me. You caught me with yeah. that.
2: One. Look, man, I, I, I got respect for Spostra. I do think he's a great coach, and he will make some adjustments. But if that adjustment, if those adjustments don't include getting somebody over six nine on your team, I don't see it.
0: Of all the adjustments that he can make, that's not. Baker
1: <laughs> Mayfield is available. <laughs> In yeah. <laughs> In case y'all looking for talent.
0: Celtics in six. Oh, man. Look, you couldn't even... You, look how quick you put that up. Celtics in six. Up. Hey, that's man.
2: Up. I Look, Celtics in six, but if they win the next three in Boston, then oh, it's Celtics two, three, two. in five. It's <laughs> so nine, two, two, either way, it's Celtics, no matter how the math works out. Uh Should shape up to be a good Eastern Conference finals. Uh, I don't like what happened
0: last night, but that's a part of this. If you're going to be in a fight, you're going to get hit too. We got hit with, with a, a big old haymaker last night. Having... Uh, Hartford and Marcus Smart back proved to be the difference, and we knew that both players were instrumental. But Marcus Smart, I think, just his energy and, and the way he is the heartbeat of that team was a—he a, 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 showed the impact he has when it comes to that Celtics lineup. And you know, look, Sp- Spostra, your turn, man. Hold hold my beer. You better be saying hold my beer. See what we could do, Game Three. Yeah. Because I, mean- I didn't like how that looked last night.
2: Jimmy but. Jimmy Butler is a great player but he cannot beat a playoff team by himself of this caliber and that's basically what he's tasked to do they just don't have your sixth man of the year is your your second best option bam bam has been below the radar not delivering and he's the biggest biggest guy that that is on the team and he's not delivering so Jimmy Jimmy can get get numbers but he can't beat he can't beat a championship caliber team.
0: And that is the challenge. The new recipe that has become, and I'll say it started with the Celtics. Everyone talks about the super teams and refers to Miami immediately because of the decision, the implications there too when it comes to LeBron. But the the idea, I don't want to call them super teams, but 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 superstars coming together. I like to think of that big three in Boston as the beginning of what the new formula was for how you win a championship. Is is that fair? And I don't think they did anything wrong.
2: You mean in terms of developing the talent? In terms of, yeah,
0: developing the talent versus bringing together established superstars. The Celtics, I think, in the modern era were the first team to bring together established superstars with Ray Allen, uh, KG, and the answer, Paul Pierce. Right.
2: Fair? Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the current team is actually the new blueprint for the current era of basketball where your talent is developed in-house. I'll give them
0: credit credit for that, but I I was going to go in a different direction. I was just going to say that new formula, that was you got to have at least three formidable superstars in order to win a championship. And the Celtics, to your point, have homegrown talent, as do Golden State. But if that's the case, then Miami is at a disadvantage because Miami's model right now is... We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna out-defend you. We're just going to keep you under a certain amount of point threshold. And we don't need the superstars. We don't need the three superstars, the three-headed monster, in order to win. There is no three-headed monster in Miami. So uh, we are seeing two different styles
2: versus one another. And I think Miami's going to come out on top. <laughs> well, Miami doesn't have team. either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Miami hasn't developed superstar talent in-house. They only brought one star over. So – they're not- Kyle Lowry's a star. He just
0: injuries, and he hasn't played star status. Okay. Tyler, he wrote to me as homegrown. Look, is look you super just talk about my team. Y'all <laughs> beat us by 25 points. Now you – see, I gave you credit. I mean, not,
2: you look, at you I, You don't have much – you don't have many legs to stand on right now. We make
1: the all-star team this year. Got
0: what I you lot. got? The Bulls fan talking trash. So you throwing shots, too. It yeah. is what it is. What the I deserve
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> only reason why you are in the playoffs is because we gave you one of our, our best guys. <laughs> so, so those are bull. That was a Bulls dub you got last. last <laughs> Technically,
0: time. Jimmy Butler still he got a Bulls jersey on yeah. underneath
1: the Heat jersey. Underneath the Heat jersey, he's just on loan. He's gonna come when he's washed up. He'll come back to the Bulls when he's washed up. We'll, we'll yeah, give he him got a Chicago go Bulls
0: year. tattoo on his in, on, on his back. chest. Uh, I, but you
1: know what though? I said after the first game, it was a competitive game, and they were down two soldiers. I knew that was dead. I, I would have been sick if I was that after that game. You guys had to compete to win. And they were down two soldiers. That's not a good war ahead of you, my friend.
0: Eric Spolstra, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. We we are going to show you all. That's
1: your squad. That's all you have.
0: That's all we have. You can't but think we're, of anyone else. We're going to show you all that. It don't take superstars to win basketball games. Take defense. Right. Defense. And, that, and, that,
2: and that's why y'all going to lose 5-1. to Yes,
0: yeah,
1: because <laughs> the Celtics. Because
2: hey, the Celtics play team defense. <laughs> you have officially written a check that your
0: ass can't cash. We about to come back and win the series. Not even come back. It's tied. It's tied. <laughs>
2: Time. we don't have to talk well about this time. as you say everybody you know when back when when Miami was beating Philly you would always say everybody did what they were supposed to do they went at home it's moving forward Miami Miami didn't that. do what they were supposed to do last night I said that I said that but it, it's different <laughs>
0: <laughs> this time is different so let's go to the other side Western Conference finals we have a go to state is up one one oh and Dallas in game one uh, look like they intro. I don't want to base everything off game one, but Golden State seems to be clicking at the right time. We know what Golden State is—a a lot of homegrown talent, as as we discussed it. Do we think Dallas has a chance? We all pick Golden State to win, but Dallas has been the underdog in at least the previous series, if not the previous two series. But Luca and the Pips have figured it out. Does Luca? Uh, like is is Luca like Hulk Hogan? You know, in that third one, is, is Luca just getting ready to come back and revive himself and be the Luca of the previous series and knock Goliath off the throne? Take the series against Golden State, do the unthinkable because Vegas gives them no chance. What chance do we give them?
1: Slightly greater than no chance, but I don't think they'll win. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs>
0: I don't know. So, man. so you're saying I got a chance? I mean, that, that didn't sound committed. He said slightly I mean, better than no chance. I didn't
1: think they were going to win the last series. And then they came out there, and pistol whipped the Suns at the end. You know what I mean? Like, I thought they were going to lose that series. They came back and did this. So I don't want to doubt them too much when they get hot. But at the same time, I don't. know. This Gold State team is battle tested. It's been around. They're healthy. You know what I mean? They've been through. I think we start to think of. You know, we people forget Klay Thompson was 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 hurt for those years and um i think steph was even hurt last year if i'm not steph mistaken had some time down yeah he, he had some time down and like okay so now they're back and they're strong and it's like you we're so quick in the sports world to be like oh that team is done it's washed up they're not good anymore but we forget like nah dude was hurt get up relax takes you a while to come back from a knee he's back and i just i don't know i don't see any. i think i see them winning the whole thing i said it before i'm gonna say it again i said celtics golden state gold state wins that's what i, I predicted. And I'm like most diamonds around here, so I think we should go and put your money up there and see what you can do.
0: E- ETP, do you give Dallas a chance? Look, Mark Cuban and all his bravado, right? Because we're talking about this particular show, writing checks that you're asking in cash. And Mark Cuban has written checks. I mean, he, him, and, and Lil Wayne going back and forth. They haven't rap beef on Twitter. Mark Cuban has written checks. He thinks that Luca is that dude, so much so that he really didn't build too much around him. It is Luka and the pips. Do the Dallas Mavericks have a chance? A legitimate so, shot. I mean, not the shot. Not They got a chance because they're going to show up and they're going to play the remainder of the series. But do they have a legitimate shot such that game one was no indication of what we should expect going forward in the series? Or is game one exactly what we should expect?
2: Well, it's it's interesting the way both of these series look, right? On the on the Eastern Conference side, you have Jimmy is obviously the carry in the team for the Jimmy most Buckets. Part. He's
0: talking about. I just want to make sure everyone knew who he's talking about. Man. Jimmy Buckets Up the Miami Heat. That's what he's talking about. Go ahead. Jimmy.
2: Jimmy bucket bucket of bait. Don't, don't, <laughs> bucket of bait when he's fishing. Um <laughs> but you bait <made> a hook. <laughs> <laughs> but But if you're at, but then on on the on the Western Conference side, you got Luca. And if you're gonna ask who are you gonna expect to carry a team on their back, Luca is probably one of the main guys right now in the league that you would you know put your money on. That being said, Golden State has been here plenty of times before. They're actually the blueprint of homegrown talent, right? Where they built a team from the ground up to championship pedigree. Three Hall of Famers, you know, in the future, if not more, with Jordan Poole come in and whatever other development, they just don't, seem don't, to be getting. Don't forget Wiggins, but I got you. Yeah, Wiggins, Wigg, Andre superstar. Wiggins, super, Andrew Wiggins, superstar. Um, <laughs> but Luca also might be hurt. You know, he was holding his shoulder, and so I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna get swept. Oh uh, yeah, he was hurt. I right. his pride yeah. was hurt. What's wrong with you?
0: I'm hurt, Coach. What's hurt with you? My pride. His I don't ca- I can't
2: count him out. He's the, he's he was he's built in a Serbian lab for basketball and Facts. Facts. he is designed to win and when he was leaving the game last night he was smiling like you know the villains in these James Bond movies like all right <laughs> I'll be back. I'll so be back. I give him I give him some credit but I I i picked the Warriors from you know during the regular season I think they're going to they're going to march through the championship. I don't think they're gonna win because Celtics are gonna have to do some damage. So the who? You think the Celtics can beat them? I think the they Celtics can. Get,
0: the Celtics not gonna beat there. So I don't know. If that's so hypothetical. <laughs> the Celtics <laughs> gonna watch it just like we go watch if it. If
1: Miami try. mess around and beat the Celtics, they'll cancel the uh, the yeah, championship. They, they will just go the right chance. to the parade. <laughs> they just go right to the
0: parade. Like, nah, they're gonna be fair. <laughs> hey, I, second I, place not bad. Uh, NBA news I just want to touch on quick man because we got to get the name, image, and likeness. Cash and checks. If, if For those of you who are just joining us, um, first please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to the podcast. But we start off with the old saying. Don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. And this week in the space of name, image, and likeness we had two men that Run very, very prominent, powerful SEC football programs, write checks. They wrote checks, and we're gonna get into that next. But before we do, I, I gotta talk about some more NBA stuff because there were more there, there were more checks written. Uh if, if you will. Uh Pat Beverly had a few things to say about CP3, called him basically on the defensive side of the ball, a cone meaning when you do your drills, you put a cone there and gave the comparison that that's what CP3 is defensively in the NBA. And then went further. It's like everybody knows. Matt Barnes took issue with it. They've had a back and forth. I just ask you guys, is that too far? Because he basically said the entire NBA knows that, that CP3 cannot defend. He talked about it in a a manner that I felt, because I'm not a part of that club. I'm not in the NBA locker room. I I never heard the conversations, but it sounded like it was truly an accepted fact that that CP3 cannot defend. But he was pretty, pretty straightforward. He did not hold back any words. You can tell he doesn't like CP3, and he's a good company. A lot of NBA players don't like CP3. But was he spot on?
2: No. Chris Paul is a seven-time first-team all-defense. How are you a cone? (laughs) Like, how is that even possible? But listen. And he also said that this started from, like, high school when he was at LeBron's camp, and they got into it playing, you know, teams. Like, it's his personal thing, but you're going to call somebody that made the – you call somebody that made the all-star team one time a superstar – but we call somebody that made a, the first all-defense team in the NBA seven times a cone? Come he was on, talking dog. about CP3 in 2022. CP3 did not make the all-defense
0: team this year. wasn't nowhere near it. Pat I mean, Barry was, was talking about CP3. <laughs> we, we can go and, and talk about his, his, his stats and all that. But the truth of the matter is, is that this ever-elusive championship, and there's been several memes out there, you know, basically Barkley and all the other people that that the championship eluded, welcoming CP3 to this <laughs> unenviable fraternity of greats that didn't win a championship. It's almost written. This was his opportunity. Really, mm-hmm. last year I thought it was his best opportunity, but this was a pretty good opportunity too. It eluded him again. And if we look at at the playoffs.
2: Let's look at the last series. CP3 was a liability defensively. Sure, but you're going to call him a – you averaged – all right, let's talk about this season. He averaged two steals a game. That's two more steals than a cone per game. <laughs> facts. Facts. I'll give you that. <laughs> at least one and a half more than a cone. Like, come on. Depends how bad the ball handler is. What they, kind of uh, cone? Yeah, so that's like what I'm saying. I'll give one
0: and a half, or half. I'll like a one and a half.
1: Cone. Which kind of cone is he? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There's different cones out there. You put the construction cone out there. You got to really you cross gotta, that. You got to get around, it. So Pat like Beverly the
0: highway out about
2: it? cone or the city yeah, cone. Was was Pat out, out about cone, it. was he been a hater? Terrible. Because
0: Matt, Matt Barnes responded as though Pat Bev was just being a hater. Like, look, man, you're tripping. He's got. And he was echoing some of the same sentiments that you are in terms of his career, and then went and admitted that you know you and I. This is Matt Barnes talking to. Pat Beverly and saying you and I were role players. Don't be so disrespectful. Basically, kiss the ring and shut up. Was was yeah, I mean, was like, Pat, Pat Beverly Beverly's defense was suspect? He said people don't avoid you; they go at you. I always thought
1: Pat Beverly was more of a defender. I He's mean, a very R- good defender.
2: Russ Russ said he tricked y'all. He's just running around. <laughs> so <laughs> Russell Westbrook started the whole thing about Pat Beverly. I think what was it three years ago, and he said. To the press. He's like, he's tricking y'all. He's just running around. He's not playing any defense. (laughs)
0: Now, Pat Bev plays defense. Now, people don't
2: like Pat Bev. But I I don't think he's out of bounds.
0: I think that if you're going to be in that seat, Pat Bev has been, I don't know if it's a guest studio analyst, but he's been on first take. And I don't know what the terms of that is. What, But Pat Beverly has come straight from – the 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 gut when it comes to his feelings about certain things. And that has been one of them, CP3. I don't think he's out of bounds because you're gonna sit in that seat, you are now an analyst. You're charged with being a media type that that offers your analysis. If you don't agree with his analysis, fine. But Matt Barnes saying it was out of bounds and you got to kiss the ring. No, not if you're in that seat. You can't be you can't worry about the NBA hierarchy if you're in that seat. I thought he was well within bounds as a media personality to offer that, even if you disagree with the analysis, I thought it was inbounds. Y'all, y'all think he went too far?
1: I think, I think to call somebody a cone like that is is he claimed they're friends too, which is crazy. But I think he's just, you know, it's shock jock, right? Let me call this dude a cone. Everybody hates him anyway, so let me call him a cone. Now I can be out here. They're going to call me on more shows now because I did something real provocative and said, "That's just that's it's kind of weak." You know what I mean? Like. You want to be on that seat, you know. You want to say some some very insightful. Uh, you know, it's very easy to be a shock job, right? It's a lot harder to be, you know, an informative person with a with a deep, well developed uh, perspective on something. But just say, oh, he's an orange cone. Everybody knows it. Uh, I was talking in dry snitching, saying somebody talked about him on the phone last night. PG thirteen. He, he, thought, he did. PG three. Oh yeah, whatever.
0: That, that ain't Sanders. dry
1: snitching. That's wet snitching. He straight That's, up name names. Yeah, naming names. That's easy. You, anybody in the NBA can go on there and drop dimes about private conversations and and say mean things about somebody and then oh wow now we're talking about it. we weren't talking about ashy Beverly uh until uh until he said something like this so he's winning but it's I think it's weak I personally think it's weak show some respect to this dude uh, orange cone you wish you had a uh the career the cp3 had
0: facts now that's true that's true but hey man they Hell, put him in the seat what up leon analysis. hey a uh, shout out to my man leon
1: just had a little knee surgery yesterday man hope to see you on your feet soon um you know got he blew his whole knee up beat it up real bad but he had knee surgery yesterday glad to see he woke up and uh came and got us on, on our show today
0: hey appreciate it man leon wall 88 club baby he was 88 at notre dame before i was appreciate you big wall uh uh ETP, what do you think? Is he out of bounds? Are We gonna move forward because this this whole episode is about you know don't let don't let your mouth writer check that your ass gain cash and on the court no Pat Beverly is not CP three the careers are very different drastically oh, different please. but when it comes to the seat that he was in was he out of bounds?
2: I mean that's the that's the question that I have. It's you know you can get brought on as a guest or you can get brought on as an analyst. This is kind of this blurry kind of space that he operated in i think you know at the end of the day there's there's a code within the nba you No know, matter what you know like you said it's easy to be a shock jock or it's easy to have these hot takes and air dirty laundry but ultimately there should be a code within the league or there there was up until now you're gonna have guys that are just running their mouths. so pat beverly's in no position his team got eliminated He's done nothing at the level of Chris Paul. Like, the idea that he's coming in and throwing rocks, it's just him trying to get more attention. We're talking about him. That's where we are. You know, he can say he's he's had no – he has no championships. He's been – he's never been to an All-Star game. He's never been – you know, he has none of the accolades that Chris Paul has. And he's just running his mouth. And he's, like, just trying to, you know, cause problems to the point where – now he's got an even bigger target on his back. Dame Lillard's getting involved and saying things publicly. You have all these other players that are just they don't like him. And and he's just he's creating that villain and and I know like professional athletes always have to look for motivation and he seems to be driven by being the villain and that's what he's doing.
0: I think he's doing And he's going to get job. paid
2: for it cuz Barstool offered him a blank check to have a podcast because he's saying things out of pocket until he gets punched in the face, basically. So then you're then, saying then that get more he might write a
0: check that. that his ass can't cash. He might get punched in the he jaw. He might
2: cash a check. We're <laughs> we titling <laughs> podcasts after this dude,
1: man. He's winning.
0: He yeah. winning. Yeah, he winning. <laughs> he's winning. Yeah, he's winning. He's winning. Look, and I think he's doing a great job. So so while the the, the particular analogy that he used, the cone, was a bit far an inanimate object is <laughs> right. a bit far. I do like his analysis, man. So we'll see what Pat De- Bev does. Um, in terms of this particular show, cash and checks, there are other checks in the NBA that may or may not get cash. It seems like Nike is not going to renew Kyrie on his signature shoe. So if Kyrie wanted to be off the proverbial plantation when it comes to relationship with big corporate, he is officially about to be off that plantation when it comes to Nike. Uh, He's undermining himself with – and I like Kyrie. I do. I like Kyrie's basketball game. I like watching him play, but he's done this to himself. James Harden, whether or not he gets a max deal from the 76ers, um, some might think the 76ers would be crazy to pay him a max deal, but it ain't that many megastars out there, man. Like They ain't just a dime a dozen.
1: And if they don't max him out, he's going to come in there 35 pounds overweight. (laughs) With Cheetos in his beard. So you got to make a
0: decision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The 76ers put themselves in this position, though. Uh, If you needed any examples of his lack of of motivation, just turn on the the, the film and watch, whether it be Houston or Brooklyn, his last two stops. That man's not motivated to play basketball when he's not motivated to play basketball. And if he don't get the check, he's especially not motivated. Uh, Do you think just yes or no? Quick answer. Do you think the 76ers should pay? I'll start with you, ETP.
2: Absolutely no? not. Absolutely not. If hard and smart, he takes the he takes the option. And if the Sixers are smart, they don't go beyond that until they see what he does next year. If he play, you know, he's gonna be playing in a contract year, then I would ultimately <laughs> see what he can do. But he seems to be damaged goods. He's not, he's a shell of himself. He's, which is still a good player, right? Like he can still have flashes of, of excellence, but don't, he's already on the decline. So got there's it. no reason they should spend that money. The big flow show. If you got a bag, are you giving it to, you're the 76ers, you got a bag. Look,
0: you got to build around Joel B. Joel Embiid is very injury prone too. So you don't have a a, a window that it, you, you're looking at five years from now. You got to cash in on, on this episode, cash and check, You got to cash in on this MVP level of play that Embiid has shown over the last season. Do you pay James Harden or do you try to find somebody else to compliment Joel Embiid? We at least know that Harden and Embiid, that works. Was it championship caliber this year? No, but Harden and Embiid work together. Do you pay Harden?
1: It's a tough one. I mean, they're in a, a rough situation. They just came off of a season where they had a megastar that uh, sat down and refused to play, right? And now they had to get rid of them and get a trade and ship out their shooter, right, with it, uh, Curry, out the door to come back and get uh, to get Harden. We know that Harden isn't going to do anything if he doesn't get paid, so they might as well cut him. If they don't pay him in max deal, they, should, they have to cut him, right? There's no need or, – or get rid of him. There's no way you can keep him there unhappy – I don't know, man. I think you, unless they can find some place to, well, I don't know what the situation is with the with the trading. Can you trade him at this point, or is he unrestricted?
0: I've got to look at. I know he is an option uh, that he can exercise. I don't know the parameters of it in in, in terms of what the the seventy sixers can or cannot do. But the biggest question is whether or not he gets the max deal that we know they can pay.
1: I think you almost have to pay him. If you think about it, I mean, you're in a situation where at this point you got to bank on him. You got to try to make him happy. He says he's wanted to be a 76 er since since he left uh, Houston. You know, let's find out. Maybe they didn't. Have, I don't know. It's tough because you know J- Joel doesn't need that much help, but he needs some help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he needs help. He needs and help. so, I mean, James Harden, if he can figure out a way to 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 to, to, to play with somebody, I mean, he's a hell of a shooter. You know, he could take. He could do a lot of stuff to score the basket score the ball, and keep some, some pressure off of Joel. Maybe if they have some more time together and just add another piece. I don't know what piece that needs to be, but
0: you kind of have they to They don't do need it. to add a piece. They need to take away a piece. I told y'all how I feel about it. Doc Rivers, like James Harden mm-hmm. is Doc Rivers' scapegoat. And every it seems like every playoff letdown, Doc Rivers has one. Doc Rivers has a scapegoat. It was PG thirteen when they are up three one. If he always has a scapegoat, they need to get rid of that piece. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I, I almost think you Who have was to the paint. scapegoat
2: when they had uh, Lob City, Blake Griffin or Chris Paul or both of them.
0: Probably both of them. Chris Paul did get a lot of blame for that. Chris Paul got a lot of blame for that. But you know, that's when they had uh, it was a Jordan and Lob City was fun to watch, but. Late in the playoffs, that's not, that's, that's not how you win. You win you win playing defense. Um, but we shall see. I got to get other uh, other NBA news. We'll touch on it real quick because we want to give a shout-out and salute to, to Steph Curry. He graduated from Davidson. Shout-out to that man, bro. Um, greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. Still within the prime of his career in the sense that they're winning and is the odd favorite to win the championship this year. And yet he found it important enough to go back and get his degree. Shout out to him. But he ain't the only one. Jerome, the bus, Bettis of the University of Notre Dame also went back and graduated. Of the greater South Bend area. (laughs) Of the (laughs) the greater South Bend, Indiana area. Uh, Look, man, the bus is already a Hall of Famer. And while Steph Curry is going through his career right now, and we know he will be a Hall of Famer. It's another thing to already have the jacket. To still be motivated to go back, he said that he had promised his mom years ago that, that this was going to happen, and he is now realizing a dream. Seriously, shout out to him, man. Hats off to Bussie. Obviously, um, you know, as Notre Dame men and uh, the Big Flow show, you played with Bus. I didn't, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I, I know him enough to know he's a good man, and, and shout out to him. It's really impressive.
1: I think it's a big deal. His son, I think his son is either just entering college or maybe got a year left. I think he's a prospect as well. Um, I think it's a, it's a great example. You know, first of all, you can't let your son graduate before you, right? <laughs> like you gotta. It's just something about that. But I you think, think it's that great. was the
0: motivation. Like, nah, man, it
1: probably has something to do. He's a real. This episode,
0: cash and checks. You're like, dad, you've been talking about this education <laughs> stuff. You yeah, yeah. you only, <laughs> only have a degree. Of us you're college course. educated. Well, I need a degree for
1: you. Rich. He's like, I <laughs> right, <laughs> don't know. What to do quick but you know I, I think it is like it's a life achievement at this point you're right he's making a lot of money he's got the jacket once you get the jacket you're set for life with media and appearance fees and all that stuff you don't have to worry about it he already did great in the nfl and you know he had a little time in the booth too um but you know i just think it's one of those things you check the box and 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 you do it um you wonder did he stay in one of the dorms like <laughs> You, what was the arrangement? They let him do a remote. Maybe maybe he took advantage of the COVID adjustments and he did some remote learning. Maybe that's what it was, but it's cool. I'm glad to see it.
0: Some some might argue, and this is a good transition, some might argue that even when the bus was uh, an undergrad, he didn't uh, have to undergo the same living uh, circumstances. Some might argue that, and, and I say it in jest because... No, nah, he stayed in Alumni Hall. He stayed in Alumni right? Hall. I'm willing to bet he didn't stay in Alumni Hall this time.
1: So, I th- <laughs> yeah, he probably wasn't there this time. Small, at least he catch one, one of the air that. conditioned doors this time. Maybe they'll let him stay naked. Could you imagine, though, one of these students come in and be, Who's your roommate? Uh, Jerome Bettis, some hey.
0: guy named Jerome, <laughs> guy last named R- name Bettis
1: R- Romy. What right.
2: okay? <laughs> uh,
0: I bring that up, man, because we celebrate both Steph Curry and Jerome Bettis right before we get into this particular part of, of the show. Really, the show is based on this topic. And if anyone, if you could, man, we say it all the time, like, comment, share, tag your friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcast. But if, 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 if you and one of your friends, one of your homeboys have been going back and forth for the last several days in response to this Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and on the outside, but well within view on the periphery, Deion Sanders. If y'all been going back and forth, tag that friend right now. If you was in a barbershop talking about Nick Saban being salty with his response to NIL and him calling out Jimbo Fisher and saying he bought Texas A&M, that number one recruiting class, if you were in the barbershop talking about it, tag tag the person you were talking with when it comes to this topic because we got to get into this. If you're somebody that has been a part of this journey, name, image, and likeness as it has evolved and heard here, heard here discuss the Ballhawk sports talk. Uh we want you to comment. We want you to weigh in because here we are Name, image, and likeness. So transformative that it's that that we just N I L, it's got its own little nickname. Not very creative, but. NIL is the new elephant in the room that we've danced around, we've alluded to, sort of been, you know, trying to, to, to scratch and sniff, see see what, what's going to come out of this. But this week, college football, I would say the king of college football, Nick Saban, He's earned that title. I'll give him that. He's the man on the top of the mountain when it comes to college football and his explosive comments this week basically saying that Jimbo Fisher and his number one recruiting class at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher is the first coach under the Nick Saban coaching tree to defeat Coach Saban last year. But he got called out this week. Nick Saban basically said, yo, you bought your class, homie. You bought your class. You bought your number one recruiting class. And he alluded to the name, image, and likeness conversation. But all, all focus, all his anger, all his all, all his fire was pointed right at Jimbo Fish. Now, I would imagine if they were in the same room, it would have been on site. Right after, right, right after the 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 comments, they would have been fighting. It would have been some some cash and checks, because Jimbo Fisher took issue with it. He's responded. Uh, uh, Nick Saban also mentioned Dion in there when he talked about the number one recruit, Travis Hunter, last year, deciding to go to Jackson State because of a million uh, 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 dollar, an alleged million dollar opportunity. But Nick Saban having this conversation about name, image, and likeness. Nick Saban having this conversation about what recruiting has become by way of the collectives associated with name, image, and likeness. Nick Saban talking about players choosing uh, a, a, a institution like Jackson State over, you know, he, he decommitted from Florida State over Florida State. And blaming the money or the opportunity to get the money, the windfall of the million dollars, Blaming that as the reason why a Travis Hunter goes to Jackson State over Florida State. That gives us a whole different level of urgency. Do we buy Nick Saban writing this check? Because he wrote a check and talking about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. He wrote a check talking about Travis Hunter and Jackson State. He wrote a check and, and essentially challenge his boosters. What do we think about Nick Saban? Was his comment on point? Does this give us any real litmus test of where name image and likeness goes from here if the most powerful person in college football is saying these things about it? And then, as always, we got to at least talk about where the NCAA falls in all of this. What do you guys think?
1: I got to go breakfast club on this dude and give him donkey of the day. Honestly, I mean, because first of all, when Bryce Young had a million dollar deal before he even started, he was the first one out there talking about Bryce Young just signed a seven figure deal, NIL deal, whatever he's bragging, using it to recruit. Right. But now that some people have done it better than him, now he's crying foul. Oh, there's nothing we can do about it. They're going to get sued. Antitrust. If they try to do something, unless they legislate against this, it's, it's the biggest deal. He's had a monopoly on the talent for the last 10 years, right? At least. At least 10 years or so he's had a monopoly on talent. You know, they had uh, a flash in the pan at LSU. They won a championship. Georgia finally put it together, although they've always done pretty good with talent. But LSU, Clemson obviously had a couple years, but it's always been one other team and Alabama. Another team and Alabama. All, and all roads
0: get, go through Bama, absolutely. all
1: go through it and do whatever. But now, man, some other people starting to eat and I'm doing well, Um, you know, Tennessee's paying dudes eight million dollars. They got people all over the country, pocket schools. And he's like, I I don't like this. I don't I no longer can control it. And I can't just be because he's an old school coach. You know, he's the Lou Holtz type of coach. I'm the the dictator. I'm this, that, whatever. He's not this new new newfangled like player coach guys that we're getting around. So he's been able to do this on the ivory tower and and been tough to work with and that kind of guy. You know, and he's saying, "Oh man, I can't believe they're gonna they're buying their players." Look at his coaching staff; he's got dudes that were that were NFL head coaches that are that are in the film room. Like he he gets the best coaches money can buy. He gets all the different things things that he can go through. But now, all of a sudden, he's crying foul. Now it's a big deal. Now he's crying foul and doing whatever. Maybe it was a rally cry to to fundraise. To me, it came across more of just whining about. You know how things are. You, you know, you 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 be a little loose with your with your with your lips too. Don't don't go accusing people of stuff. Now, I've heard that they did spend 30 million dollars on that class. That is, that has been out there, so maybe yeah, they didn't. the class.
0: you heard you heard Texas AM rough estimate, rounding error, maybe, but that's the ballpark figure. 30 mil.
1: That's what I've heard before. We we got a teammate whose son is out there, but he wouldn't confirm or deny it for me when I asked him. But I don't know. Maybe he had a little truth to that. I don't think that Jackson State paid this kid a million dollars. Although, did you see how the kid came out and said, "I got a million dollars, but my my mom has five kids in a three bedroom." I was like, "I don't know that you needed to tweet that." Yeah, <laughs> I
0: yeah, don't know. yeah. I I mean, what he's basically saying is, "Where'd a million dollars at?" Um, but you
1: ain't had to put your mom on, the, on on blast to prove the point to somebody right to who don't point. mean. <laughs>
0: you just said that's not. You could have just said that's not true. Um, Well, That's always
2: funny, man. Like, I mean, total tangent, but people always, you know, people that get get far somewhere, you know, they achieve some level of success. They're like, I came from nothing. It's like, really? (laughs) Like, absolutely nothing. Like, you're not going to you know, you're basically just downplaying the fact that there were people that supported you and maybe you grew up with, you know, lower means. So it's always interesting when people just always talk about, you know romanticize that they that they had no help or that they came from the bottom and all of this when it's it's a little bit of a potential slap in the face to the people that tried to help get you there or get right. you you know to Perfect. elevate but but
0: I, I, but I gotta throw it to you now EGP, because it sounds like the big float show saying that nick Saban is just on some sour grapes ish with his mouth what what say you man because Look, you might not like what he said, and you're yeah. right, he has been coming from the ivory tower. He's been winning, he's got all the talent, he's had a monopoly on it. And I, and I say at least 10 years because that 2012 season when when Alabama put the pause on Notre Dame, that's 10 years ago. And at that point, he had what Eddie Lacy and I mean, that team was stacked. And and you can't think of a single year that that Alabama hasn't been in the top 5, if not top 3, of recruiting each one of those 10 years yeah but at the same time he's there was something in what he said that i don't want to just write it off what do you think etp well i I won't
2: i won't write it off i mean we've been talking about on this show for literally for a year about the potential implications or you know ramifications of, of what nil could do and how it could affect the landscape that being said like it's all within bounds but one thing that's really interesting and I'm like as we were talking I'm just thinking about this you know he his pipeline essentially has been broken or if not compromised right. because he was able to sell I'm going to get you to the league I'm going to get you that contract so you can be third on the depth chart as a freshman and just sit here and wait your turn and you won't start until junior year you know because the starting quarterback's going to win the Heisman, the second string quarterback's going to win the Heisman the year after that, and then you'll get your turn, but you're going to go straight to the league. With NIL, it's a harder sell to say, all right, so one, you're not going to pay me because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any marketability being on the bench with my helmet on or holding a clipboard. And I'm also not going to be able to play for a year or two so his whole the way that he was able to build this empire of just getting all these five star recruits to just sit on a bench for a year or two years. I would imagine it's not that hard to go up to somebody that's in that position and say, OK, well, or I could start you and give you a million dollars. Which one do you want?
0: Uh, uh, I appreciate that. And, and let's get into that. Which one do you want? Um, one of our. Live viewers, my man Big Wall says, uh, basically, Alabama, he's just trying to get the Alabama alum on board, uh, so they cut a bigger check next recruiting cycle. And I've heard several people say that. Dion even said it, but his audience, he was just speaking to the boosters. He also brought Dion into it by talking about Travis Hunter and saying the only reason he chose Jackson State was for a million dollars. Here's where I think that what Nick Saban's words. Might have been a little tone deaf given your response, Big Flow Show. They might have been a little tone deaf considering it's Nick Saban. But ignoring the messenger and focusing just on the message, here's where I think he kind of had a point. If the decision to go to said school, Alabama in this case, instead of sitting behind someone for three years and developing, if you decide to go to Option B, whatever that school might be, let's just go with Texas A&M to chase the bag. Here's where I struggle with this whole name, image, and likeness thing. While I do think fair compensation, if someone's willing to pay you, fair market value, if someone's willing to pay you for your name, image, and likeness a million dollars, then go ahead and make that million dollars. I do appreciate that. I think that at 18, in some cases 17, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids, because that's what Jimbo Fisher kept saying, 17-year-old kids. You're disrespecting them and their family. Talking about you just bought them. I thought Jimbo was disingenuous with his self-righteous response. Because that's what's been going on anyway. Y'all been buying players. It's just together. been under the table. They, play, they, play, they coached together. <laughs> so. They did. And, <laughs> and we're going to get into that whole – they both dry snitched on each other, essentially. Um, but, but these young – athletes not really understanding that the little bit of money that you take now the whole concept of delayed gratification and the upside to making sure that the the the, the right you choose the right institution for the right reasons not for the bag that you might get up front and just how quickly that money will be spent young people don't really make great decisions when it comes to money none of us did at 17, 18, 19, when we got to college, the first thing they did was they offered us a credit card, and all they offered you in return was a free T-shirt. The whole campus walked around with a damn free T-shirt, not knowing anything about credit for the most part. I, I'll, I'll talk about myself, not everybody. Some people understood credit and how it could damage. I didn't know. So 10 years after buying this dog on stereo, I was still paying for <laughs> on this credit card, and and... and
2: to dual tape decks, two
0: tape decks? Yeah, two tape decks. <laughs> the thing, hey, that's how Access to Celebration started. I was jamming was that though.
1: Hey. They're juking, though.
0: Hey, ah. we said, hey. But it took me 10 years to pay for that little stupid uh fine. stereo boom box, whatever it was, that I bought with that credit card, that they gave me in exchange for a free T-shirt. And you multiply that exponentially when you're talking about numbers like these. People are going to make rash decisions for a quick windfall of money that ultimately could almost be them, them, them selling their soul for the wrong opportunity. And that's where I think that that while, while, yes, it's tough to hear Nick Saban say it. Yes, I think he has sour grapes. Yes, he is upset that his, his pipeline has been compromised, if not broken. All those things are true. Within that, it, it, it is something that I think we we gotta analyze, because young people and families, to Travis Hunter's point, with the circumstances that he came from, are gonna make decisions that they'll take the bag up front, but the bag then is gonna prevent them from making the right decision. The bag is gonna prevent them from ever thinking of this opportunity as an educational experience that could pay them for a lifetime, a la you know uh, uh, Steph Curry and and and. And drone Bettis was celebrating the fact that they graduated. And in that, we're getting further and further away from building our next generation of leaders. We're just getting, we're just getting people to take a check that they're then going to spend and then be in the same situation without, a lot of times, without a degree, without the upside. And if you get paid enough, $8 million, you can figure that out. But there's a bunch of $8 million men in the NBA, in the NFL, in the all sports, MLB, that have ended up broke. And so I think that within that is something that, that we got to analyze. And that's the part that that I want to disregard the messenger, Nick Saban. Yeah. And let's focus on the message. Well, There's something well you, there, guys. There's, there's something there. And I think these young people are going to make decisions. If you think Texas A&M bought their class and you think that is now the, the way recruiting is going to go, call it a collective, call it a third-party source, whatever it is, we are creating a problem. And the NCAA is sitting back there pretending as though you know, you know, eating a bag of Lay's potato chips. You can't just eat one, and not doing anything about it. We're creating a problem.
2: Yeah. So, so I don't disagree that it's a problem. However, you said something really kind of interesting at the end, right? Where you're basically saying they don't. The long term risk, right? Like you don't know if this money's coming ever, right? So you're making this investment as a player in this organization. And if you can be compensated for that, like the the problem that has been created, I will take the problem that there is an unregulated methodology around how employees are being compensated versus uncompensated employees, which is what Student athletes have been, you know, the scholarship and all that. We could talk about it. But at the end of the day, they were being exceedingly underpaid. And now there's an opportunity for them to capitalize and monetize through a career industry that is very minimally successful. Right. The, ma- the vast majority of people that play any sport in college, the fact that they're going to the pro- probability that they're going to go earn a living Playing that sport professionally is a fraction of a percent, right? So, as a result, why wouldn't you? If you are live, if you do come from a house where there are five children and three bedrooms, and you can get a million dollars today, and then in 10 years, maybe once you become the greatest three point shooter in the history of basketball, go pay ten thousand dollars to finish your degree out of the money in your couch cushions. Why wouldn't you do it? There's they no might have paid him. To, they might have him They might him ten like,
0: thousand to, to take the
2: question. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, right. It's it's marketing value. Like there's no or it's extending your scholarship. Whatever it is, my point. My point being, why would you pass the money up when you're already going down a path that is? It's almost guaranteed that you won't succeed versus being probable that you will succeed and be able to monetize your talent. Like so, you said take. Take the money now because there's no guarantees. And that's the same
0: thing. Uh, I appreciate Gene, one another one of our live our audience members, says most college athletes don't go pro and a lot of college grads are still broke. So if you can make the money now, you should. And I think that, that, that frame of, of thinking makes sense. The thing that I struggle with, and I've said this from the outset, is that the more distraction that you put in place for a young athlete, the further they're going to get away from what I think should be the core principle of why you're even there. And the reason I think that is because, you know, here, I'm, I'm here in Atlanta for work at a conference and I'm, I'm brushing elbows with some successful, wealthy, powerful people that had nothing to do, not absolutely nothing, but, I'm not talking about football anymore. Football put me in a position to get an education that put me in a position to live off of this education forever. And I think in a world of, of college sports, especially when it comes to college football, when a lot of these same institutions, and if you specifically focus on black athletes. were almost criminally negligent when it came to encouraging their players to take advantage of the opportunities on campus they almost criminally criminally negligent when it came to making sure that their, their athletes took the education part of the student athlete serious. Now you throw money on top of that. I think the players should get paid too. I just think there should be some stipulations to it. There should be some, you know, it, it, put it in a, in a trust fund. I just think there's going to be this, this, this uptick of recklessness in an already reckless space. And People that didn't grow up with a lot of means like Travis Hunter was trying to allude to are going to be even more susceptible to making decisions, rash decisions to take the money now and not thinking about how this money or the opportunity, more importantly, can pay you forever. Because they're too busy trying to make sure that, that, that three bedroom, five people, whatever he said, they change the, the current circumstances. And not thinking how, you know, instead of giving you a fish, teach them how to fish and with the money they're just giving you a fish with the education and the relationships that should come with the this whole
2: college experience
0: but they're not even the ones giving the
2: fish they're not they're not giving anybody a fish they're like cool go you're all you're allowed to go to someone else's house and see if they'll give you a fish like the, the schools aren't even giving them fish so like we're not even talking about like if to your point, we like I said, we talked about this extensively. But if all this aside, there's money. There's a whole lot of money. Where should the money go? Like, I like I'm, I'm all for being altruistic and saying that education is the gateway to success, and you know the probability that you're gonna be a pro athlete is minimal. So get your degree and all of that. I'll I will support all of that. But there's money on the table. There's really? truckloads of money on all the tables. Who should get it? Like it- I, I, I think the
0: players should get it. I think no. Let me, let me, let me be clear. I think if there's somebody willing to pay you that type of money, the players should get it. I just think, humbly, if we believe what Nick Saban said, and Texas A&M, air quote, bought that number one recruiting class. I just think that we're opening up a can of worms that is going to be so dangerous for these young athletes. Yeah, but we because talk, we talked because about this. I think they should get paid. I just think the structure and the means in which they're paid should be respective of this this reality that most of these kids don't know what to do yeah. with the money. And and we talked a, about if you're at eighteen. This. You're
1: technically an adult in every way, shape, or form in America. You're you're treated as an adult at eighteen. We can't hold these people back and say, well, they should do this. They should do that. You can't tell 18 year old what they should do with their money. Some of these people are going to take this money. And, you know, this, this kid in um, the Tennessee sign gave him $8 million. His whole family is, is, is eating off that. Like it's, it's this, they're, they're taking the, I don't know if they're in poverty. I don't want to go that far, but changing the lives of a lot of people. And for us to sit there and say, you're an adult and we're going to give you this money, but we need to structure how you can use it. It's going tr- to be a truck who says who 18 years old, man it's going to be up to, there's a lot of money involved in there and, and the schools they don't if the schools really give a damn about these kids and they're going to educate them and they're going to try to find a way to put some structure that they mandate that their kids go and sit down through a class okay you're going to get this money you're going to have to take an investment class as a freshman you had to take this thing here you're going to have to advise her and they're going to watch them if they really give a damn i think what it is here the bigger picture and i saw I think it was Chris Bussard said on, a, on an earlier show if not him it was one of the guys on the thing so I'm sorry if I'm misquoting but it's a power struggle now, right It's like okay now these guys these same dollars that are they're, they're going to these Nick Wrights, are a lot of the same dollars that are going to um, to these kids, Maybe not directly, but th- this is the, the same donor that's going to put up money for the collective is the same donor that puts up money for a scoreboard and the same donor that puts up money for a science building, the same donor that puts up whatever. So now you're starting to dip into other people's pockets, and that's really what the problem is. I think that's part of the reason why some of these coaches are having an issue. And then also, like you said before, but, but Alabama's but, selling the NFL dream and Alabama's selling all these different things. Now anybody can anybody every school in in the country has rich donors, right? Whether they can come to the table or not, or whatever, everyone's got rich alumni. Man, you equal the playing field for a lot of people. Now, when, now it's just about dollars. It's not about the mystique because I might not be able to get you to come to my school if I don't have a big stadium and and, and nice facilities and a fancy jersey and a TV contract, unless I can pay your ass three hundred thousand dollars a year. And if I can do that without having to do the big investment of a five hundred million dollar uh stadium and facility combo that's the big investment if i can get away cheap and spend 30 million dollars on you guys as a player for the next four years i can build every i can build it up the other way i mean I i don't need all the other stuff so i think that's the bigger issue there but we can't go and look at these kids and call them kids at 18 years old when they can go to war when they're an adult they can do all these different things at 18 except for drink alcohol and and and, and handcuff them and say that we're going to make these blanket rules because some of them are going to go astray and some of them are going to go buy stuff that they shouldn't buy. Some of them are going to do things the right way and some of them are going to change the lives of their family too. Yeah.
0: And, and if You you're talk willing- about the donors just quickly, but you got to remember initially when we talked about name, image, and likeness and I said the NCAA and the institutions punted it because they found a third party payor. The brands that were willing to pay for the use of someone's name, image, and likeness. We were thinking that as a third-party payer, fill in the blank with any brand, with any company, any car dealership. But now that everyone's figured out this workaround and how the money can be used to help entice players and recruit them, now you're talking about boosters. The two, initially,
2: we we weren't thinking of it like that. This concept of collectives. We were. And so the workaround... We talked about this a year ago when the University of Miami, the this guy who owned uh, these martial arts gyms, who was a booster, like this is this as soon as as soon as NIL was approved, this started happening, and you you definitely had an opinion about how this was wrong, and Big Flow and I were saying, well, this is within bounds now, like this mm-hmm. this is all <laughs> this is all part of the, the so. So let's, let's take a, let's step all the way back, right? Like, yes, we, when we started talking about this in June or May of last year, it was about how are we going to regulate it? This all started because the schools and the NCAA were not sharing their money. They were not going to open up their briefcases and share any of this money with the students. So they were like, okay, Will allow you to get marketing deals or secondary, you know, secondary options where you can make some money. But when it went to the like legislation or when they tried to bring it to court, the NCAA closed their books, closed their briefcases, and said, You all figure it out. We're a governing body, but we're not touching it. We'll let you guys figure it out because we're not going to be able to touch any of that money. You can't even have our lawyers look at the paperwork. So this all started back a year ago when there was no regulation for it. And and now we're at a point where everybody's all upset because it's so it's been the Wild West from the beginning. And we're upset because boosters who are also business people, the ones that have the money, happen to be affiliated with the schools, but maybe they're giving marketing deals. Maybe they are reputable marketing deals, but they're serving two interests. I can get marketing value. And I also have a relationship with this athlete because he's going or she is going to the school that I'm an alum of. So I have the in to negotiate a deal. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's being exploited, but it was designed to be exploited because there were no guardrails set in the beginning because the NCAA never wanted to come up off of their media money. Look,
0: I, I, I'm definitely not absolving the NCAA. What I'm saying is, now that we're at this point,
1: we posted we posted comments like that. No, no, uh, exactly. I, we won't.
0: Look in this <laughs> episode. Exactly. Uh, this episode. In this episode well, of cash and checks, well, we're not gonna do a snitch, so he's he not allowed to answer that question. But I want to at least let people know the question was asked. You know what I mean? He asked what, how much Lil Reg made. You know, my,
1: my my friend Leon is on heavy Painkillers. he just yeah. had his hotel <laughs> tendon sold back, back to his shin. So um, I'm gonna <laughs> let that ride this time, but we're not gonna post that stuff. But
0: but listen, now while that is a joke, asking the question. Big wall is joke when you ask the question, how much little reg is making? Um if indeed somebody wrote a check to Little rich
1: I guess it'd be legal. So what am I hiding for? But
0: it, it, we in all, look, we're thinking, talking about stuff that you used just, to have to clutch your pearls. No, you talk know, about. it's
1: like weed, like you
0: still kind of, like, okay,
1: we you still, go, we, still, well, still have, we, we,
0: we don't feel comfortable about it because you know why? Because ultimately we know <laughs> deep down that if someone could just offer money and that's what attracts you to a particular school. Something's wrong about that. And 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 look, not to be a purist, not be an old head while being a purist and an old head. We know that now because we look back on it and say, Man, wait, that whole college experience was just a springboard for something a lot more valuable. Yeah, but but and, and but, kids can do let, that.
2: Let me just say one thing though, because you're you're talking about this trade-off of like take the bag and go to community college and blow your knee out and never have any medical staff. Like we're talking power five, a power five versus a power five with money. Like, right. Right. Like we're, we're talking like, you're not ruining, you're not taking the bag to go into a dark alley. Like you're taking the bag as a tiebreaker between which one is going to give me the better financial and professional opportunities. So like your argument is a valid argument, but let's make sure that we're not like, even the, uh, yeah, ones, yeah. the Travis Hunter, like even if Travis Hunter got a million dollars, right. And he went and he went to Jackson state because of that. He's not ruining his chances of going to play professionally or being able to monetize his talents it or actually that- may help him. And mm-hmm. it doesn't derail him from achieving whatever professional success after the fact. And that's and that's just fair. if it's a maybe fair and let's not let's not I mean my son's at a very strong academic
1: institution but it's not the only one I mean look I'm happy you know given the choices he had I'm very happy that he chose you know a top 10 university but there's a lot of people people there's people go to Jackson
0: State and graduate and go on the professional work world and make I don't know what happened to big flow we're gonna bring him back here in a second um I agree with where he was heading with that because successful people come from everywhere, so I, I no, 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 words. I agree where you were going, and, and let's get you right back to the idea. It sounds yeah. like you were going down the avenue that Jackson State grads go on to be very successful. So, yeah, I'll, I'll even let you even keep going. in
1: Nick Saban's comments, he'll say, uh, he said he, he went to Jackson State and he had offers from 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 D one programs, as if Jackson State is not considered to be D one. I mean, he's 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 talking like people try to. The difference between great schools, if you're a, an, a pure academic, right? You don't take away the the sports and you're getting it as a pure academic and you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. I do think there's a huge difference in these schools. And I don't want to minimize the, you know, I went to a good academic school and I don't want to minimize the strength from those. But like, if you throw some upfront money on it, I mean, talk to a financial advisor. You know, when you win lotto, you can you can get millions over 20 years or, or the lump sum. They always tell you take the lump sum, right? If you can get cash now, and go to a school and build that up. I mean, at the end of the day, we go to school to educate ourselves, become stronger people and do whatever, but to make some money when we get older, right? To yeah. be successful yeah. and make money. Absolutely. If somebody can give you money to go to a lesser university, the gap is there. Because what happens is when they talk about schools, they talk about the average starting salary for somebody that graduated from one school versus another, which is an average and not a guarantee. So the difference between the best school and the, and the worst school you know, it's probably, it could be as much as double, but it is it's not a million dollars when you're 18 years old. It's not how all many, that money put how, in there. So let's not overestimate the, the value school, of I got one you. university over another.
0: But listen, to use your same example, how many lottery winners end up broke? That's just my concern is that when you give a 17 year old young person a bag up front with no stipulations whatsoever, and now they've made a decision whether it's going to be Jackson State or Florida State. We could all agree that where you go to school, for the most part, because you're a young adult, those are the first times that you're making relationships that you could cash in in this episode of Cash and Checks. You could cash in on those relationships for the rest of your life. So, all I'm saying is, is that when I'm hearing all these conversations, what's getting lost in the sauce is that. The more we're talking about the bag, the more that the boosters are a part of this recruiting trail that attracts the players, the more that in addition to that, you've got these third-party payers, these brands that are that, that are, are paying the players, which they should have been paid a long time ago. But because it's third-party, because it's a booster, what we're missing on, 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 on in my humble opinion, what we're missing on this conversation is that the, the young people are getting further and further away from appreciating the academic components of being a student athlete. And the they more we years. do that, And we put a a price tag up front, you have more financial incentive to disregard the the, the educational components of it. The more we're creating a problem. And I know the question is about Little Reg, and it was a joke, but if Little Reg was to get that bag up front, the thing that Little Reg has for him is that he's got a mom and a dad. And and, and, in terms of being your first statement about getting that money for a lottery winner, was ask a financial advisor. He has within you and his support system and his mother, basically financial advisors, if you will. How many young people don't? How many young people come from situations that they got hanger-ons already? And when you get that bag, if it's a million, if it's eight million, whatever the number is, and you don't know what to do with it, and you got hanger-ons, and you're young, if you throw all of those recipes into one concoction, that's a hell of a damn drink. That's so,
1: but, but B, but, sorry, sorry okay, real quick. those people that are in that situation, they have those hangers on or whatever, yep. the, those, those guys don't, they're still there with no money, with no bag, right? Fair. They're still there with no bag. The, the lack of guidance is still there with no bag. So maybe it doesn't happen to the NFL, or maybe they're in a situation where they had to make decisions and try to come out early because they don't have enough money or they had, to, you know I mean? They start doing things that are different because they don't have the bag a kid like mine, which I'll, I'll probably say that does have two good parents that are going to in a support system and got and that good money.
0: They got that good money. Look at him. Look, look at him. Look at him. And that, Oh, look at that nice, nice office. There y'all got that good money. When with he him, gets the know. bag, he's going to be all right.
1: No, but he, you know, the thing with him, like, you know, he's going to have the support structure, whether he gets a bag or he doesn't gonna get, it, he's going to have it, but that doesn't change. It's just, you know, money makes you accentuate who you really are. Right. It can change some people. But a lot of times i say to it, it accentuates uh, what you already are you know because you couldn't if you couldn't tell me shit before i had money put some money in my pocket you really can't tell me shit, right if i now again it could it, it's probably more likely to sour some people make them maybe take one step back from where they could have been but i don't know i just i just don't think we can we can we can look at the pitfalls all we can do is if we care we can do more well one other aspect that is very not talked about that much is schools have been allowed to do academic incentives now so now they can pay you for grades they can pay you for graduating very few schools are doing it so my point is if you schools care so damn much about all the stuff that's going on why aren't you doing that low-hanging fruit that would really help some of these kids out it's not a lot of money but it's like six thousand dollars a year that you can pay the person for the grade point average and then you can pay them a graduation bonus and do whatever um you know why aren't they all jumping over that stuff and trying to figure out a way to do it? And they can go get the same booster people to donate the money, probably to to to, to make that payment. To so it's not about a bunch point. of things. I
0: like that. All I I, I I think the players. I think eleven the schools money. are doing it. I I, I, I agree. Yeah,
1: you just be throwing numbers out,
2: dog. <laughs> <laughs> <was> eleven schools. <laughs> Where is that Where's that information? I'll get it to you. He said <laughs> yeah, how many schools? Yeah, you, be, you, be mad. You, yeah, you, you You're really convincing, too. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, 11 schools.
1: I think it's 11 schools. There's only one in the Big Ten that's doing it. It's an article Hey, man, don't do that to me. You <laughs> me you're going to force me to do it. You're going to force hey, me to hey, do hey.
0: it. Hey, so while, while you're looking up the 11 schools, man, I'll say this. I agree with you that if there's an option there that could connect the academics to the bag, then do it. And I guess that's just my concern, man. Having seen uh, – been, been blessed enough to have played with guys that made a whole bunch of money and being blessed enough to have lived long enough to see what they've done with that money. I, I just think that if you put a 17-year-old in that situation, man, that that's a flammable environment that – They're not ready and equipped or mature enough or financially savvy enough to take full advantage of. And now they've moved even further away from looking at what the value is in terms of the
2: academics. But then, I mean, the flip side of it is then do you punish the 17 year old that has the means, the knowledge and the wherewithal to turn that million into a hundred million in 20 years and invest it. Like, are you like, I guess ultimately that's capitalism, right? Like free enterprise, there's money, do what you want with it, figure it out. If you win the lottery and you don't reinvest or build, you know, maintain that, that wealth, that's on you. Right. But the the idea of not giving people the opportunity. Right.
0: I just guess the same, the same kid that you can give $8 million to because he, he spells his name right. You then tell him when he comes on campus, you can't have a beer. Yeah. Why? Because we know that young people, in terms of their decision-making, where, where the development of the frontal lobe or whatever the scientific term is, we know they don't make good decisions. So you don't add something like alcohol to a, a group of people that already don't make good decisions. And, and essentially that's what we're doing by throwing a bag at, at, at some of these young people And then we're moving further and further away from where education should play in the whole value proposition. And I don't know, I I think the NCAA is to blame here because if you were to come in and put some guardrails on and put some stipulations to how the money could be paid, it wouldn't just be, it ain't even, what's going on in recruiting has been going on forever. The fact that it's going on publicly and it's legal is the part that old heads like us are struggling with. But, so there's nothing different going on. It was just as wrong then as it is now. But the fact that it's in public and the air quote adults in the room don't see how this is going to lead to even more of a downfall
2: But of who what it means you, to be a young you holding, student athlete. Who are you faculty? holding accountable to it if ultimately, one, the schools aren't sharing their money. Now they can through academic incentives or what have you. And two, the NCAA is not regulating or governing it. But ultimately, they stepped away from it so that the, the, these athletes could actually be compensated in some capacity without having to give up any of their profit. So who's right. who's at fault? Who's I mean, think NCAA. Fault?
0: You talk about writing a, writing a check that your ass can't cash. NCAA did not think that this was going to come to to be, and now that it has, they're trying to come back in and regulate the unregulated process that got us here. And and it's too and it's too far gone. Um let's we gotta we gotta move on, man. But this is look, we've been in this name, image, and likeness discussion for a while. And as you you mentioned, ETP, from a historical standpoint, we we've covered every angle of it. I just think that that without trying to sound you know morally judgmental, I just think that, that the education component of it, now that I'm I'm still cashing in on the education aspect of what my my, my full grant aid allowed me. I, I, I just make want to be that bread. You just jealous, huh? You want that bread? No, no, but I do want the bread. Yes, but I'm not jealous. So <laughs> Y'all again, I'll answer balance. those two things. I'm not jealous. But you I can want get the bread. money
2: and not not like so. Again, you can take this out of it, right? Take take nil out of it. Take all this new money out of it. There's plenty of student athletes that you all played with that have played that were a part of whatever university in whatever sport. That took the academics equally as not serious as somebody over here that just made an NIL deal for two million dollars and squandered that opportunity to use the education to catapult them professionally. So adding money to Big Flow's point, like money just shows who you are in an amplified way, right? So there's plenty of people that were like, "Oh, I'm going to the league. I don't need to go to class. I'm gonna have this girl write my papers. I'm gonna have this teacher give me whatever," and just never actually engaged in the academic side of it and the teams that they played for and the coaches were pushing for that pulling them away from academics in a lot of senses so that they're making could it worse to the sport
0: all of that existed we're making it worse what's up my man uh tony sands is on here get sensational uh big time trainer but tony sands if you look at like when he was at kansas you look at his numbers he would have been a great name image and likeness. so am i a little bit of a hater and bitter that i didn't get paid yes but having said that, um, it's water under the bridge. How do we make sure that the players that are getting paid, Generation Z, you lucky mo folks, y'all some lucky mo folks, how do we make sure that they t- take full advantage of it? Because just giving it in the back, you got two old white dudes, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo. Basically, arguing back and forth about the fact that they, their pipeline, and their mechanism to get these players to come, they're arguing about which one is right, which one is wrong, and, and while these two old white dudes arguing back and forth and everybody laughing, are we going to get a bigger bag? Gonna, what's happening is you add money to already tough situation, look at the graduation rates in these places. You add money to that and they're going to get further and further away from really taking full advantage. And yeah, if you look at it, 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 talk to an advisor, you talk to you know Tom, or just look at the lottery winners. That's a great example. A lot of them go broke. I think if you add stipulations with, to it, no, don't, don't not pay them to their current but,
1: state. They were broke when they won it, they, they had some fun and broke. But you just mentioned though, look at the graduation rates of some of these places. I will say this blankly though, it's almost getting overset The graduation rates on a whole have been improving tremendously. They have. The they NCAA have. has been taking scholarships if your rates go low or whatever, so they're going to get better. So I'm gonna, I'm going to give credit where it's due there. But when you start talking about how some of these graduation rates are low, you start looking at the average. Um, average um, job uh, payments for these people that that played a lot of time that doesn't apply to the athletes right they come out of there they, they don't really meet the average of the norm i mean you take a, a cal university cal berkeley great university but they have the the lowest i think african american graduation rate amongst athletes top 2 or 3 you can look that up too if you don't like my stuff <laughs> yeah. but um, they're 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 in the bottom 2 or 3 whatever so it doesn't always line up perfectly with what the school is doing right. um with that but more the reason to pay some of these dudes because they're bringing in, they have a limited time value. If they don't make it to the NFL, they have a limited value for their skills. They come in there, they're not, some of them aren't getting the education. Um, They're not getting the guidance. They're not getting the networking with the people that they're supposed to. Shit, give them some money. Give them a shot. You know what I mean? And if it does, if they do go broke, at least they have four or five good years that they did <laughs> right. for their family or whatever. But let's give some of these people, right. if, if somebody's will this is a capitalist society. If somebody's willing to pay them we
0: should not stand in the way of somebody willing to pay somebody. I said from the very beginning, the structure of this should have been, and I've written up several things. I wrote up a course about it. So maybe I'm just a little, it's personal for me, but you you, you have to, as the adults in the room, try to protect young people from sabotaging what is a golden ticket. And we do it in almost every other category. We, we talked about it with, you know, the whole drinking we don't let 19-year-olds drink because we know they don't make great decisions. And so I think that the, the payment, absolutely. I think the institution and NCAA should have been paying, but okay, we got we got this other name, image, and likeness thing, but 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 pay in a responsible way such that we can impact the kid much longer than it takes to spend a million dollars. Because a million dollars, once you take the taxes. Once Cudd and Joe, once you take, once, once Cudd and Joe and all them, like it's gone, it's gone. And if we're saying that this is what they're using, these respective colleges, call it Jimbo at Texas A&M, call it Nick Saban at Alabama, fill in the blank with some other old white rich man. And if they're using that carrot, dangling that carrot to get the kid there, all I'm saying is, let's make sure we pay them in a responsible way such that we help protect them from what is an inevitable mistake that they'll make with their own money. Yeah. I, I mean, just think there's ways to do it. It's just, it, would, it would take administrative, it would take thoughtfulness, it would take, but it would take, most importantly, it would take, you got to care. All this is done is taken a situation where people did not care about these student athletes and amplified it such that, oh, we'll just pay you. We still don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 bro, we're old enough where we know a lot of guys that didn't take full advantage of the opportunity. For us, it was at Notre Dame. But fill in the blank, somebody that played college ball. And we know brothers that are struggling. And it was Notre Dame. Great education opportunity there. We know brothers struggling. And all I'm saying is by the time you spend that little, you know, let's call it what? We'll call 600000 on a million call six hundred thousand that you made after taxes.
1: You hit a good point though. Wait, the first story. Give it two, three years from now, one of these kids is gonna go to jail for tax evasion. You watch, because they're not getting paid by an employer like that. This is a straight check cash you're gonna get. Man, we you're asking for pay trouble. That tax.
0: We huh? asking for trouble. And I, I, I that jail. these players are getting I hate paid. to
1: laugh, but somebody gonna go to jail for tax evasion. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Look. Look, look, man! Look how many look! Look how many of these doggone uh, uh, pop stars, singers, rappers, actors. There is you don't. I just think that we're, we're we are going down a very dangerous road, and I think the adults better step up and be adults. I take care of it for
1: you. Just give you, give the money to Big
0: Flow. We give, me give me bread. Give <laughs> bread. All right, we got we got to move on. You can rest assured. Please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to the podcast. Please share this, man. This conversation about name, image, and likeness—it's going to require people to say to, to, to step up and 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 challenge what has now become the status quo. The NCAA failed, but it's going to be our young people and our—I'm talking about more generally—because Big Flow, your, your your son will be all right, but it's going to—it's going to be our young people that I think run for the bag and miss the real opportunity. Of being on that campus and before you know it the bag is spent you didn't get a degree maybe you made the league and you did the average NFL career of three years and by the time that eligibility runs out and them boosters ain't lining up to make sure that Texas A&M or Alabama has a number one recruiting class them same people ain't answering your call no more dog and that's where I think the adults got to step up and be adults. That's all I'm saying. And, I, and I've been consistent with it in terms of how we got to go about it. Yes, they should get paid. But we should do it in a way that recognizes that at 18, without the right support, without the right or sufficient enough experience with money, we're asking for trouble. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's move on, though, man. Let's hop in quickly because we we, we got to. I gotta go catch a flight and get out of this hot land. It's time for me to get on back home. Uh, NFL newsman Deshaun Watson uh, under oath admitted that at least one of the accusers was crying at the end of the massage.
1: Did he say crying or felt uncomfortable?
0: Felt uncomfortable. I think he. No, I think he acknowledged that. I don't. I don't remember the exact words, but I can't remember. The it. text said that, that she felt under uncomfortable. oath. Under he oath, that she he was acknowledged crying. that she was crying. Correct. And, and, you know, in the court of public opinion, when you say that, right, like big black man has this, and I don't know if this particular accuser was white, but has this woman crying after a massage, you better believe people are going to use that to gaslight him and say, man. That I think it's
1: good. safe to say that these massage therapists came in all shapes and sizes. He has so many of them. There ain't that many black massage therapists.
2: <laughs> so he got to have all hey,
0: That's guys. my quarterback. Stop talking about my quarterback. He was, I was cashing checks, man. man. Stop messing with my quarterback, bro. He's just just so he ridiculous. cash
2: a big check. He, he took his whole team to the Bahamas to do whatever they're doing out Is there he toned up and doing
0: that and doing that, taking his team to the Bahamas, or is he just trying to win over the locker room?
2: I think it's both. I mean, while you're testifying about text messages and allegations of sexual assault, while all these donations are being made for the Rape and Crisis Center of Cleveland, or you know whatever the name is, yeah. because you got the largest guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL, cash and your, chips. Your response is, "All right, fellas, let's go to the islands, baby.
0: That's better than going to the DR. <laughs> if, if Bahamas is better than going like to you know hey, a man, place diplomatic that is community,
2: for- you're offshore regardless." <laughs> That is terrible. That's my quarterback.
0: <laughs> That's my quarterback. Y'all leave my quarterback alone. Deshaun, you enjoy, enjoy yourself. Hedon- he went, he hey,
1: took him to hedonism. Yeah.
0: Hey, <laughs> he's acting like an innocent man. A guilty man starts changing his behavior. He's acting <laughs> like an innocent man. He's living his life. Acting like an innocent man. <laughs> I
2: That's mean, the, I've never heard of a, a quarterback flying chartering a flight and bringing his entire offense to a tropical island. For a team building activity, I've never he, heard of that. But look, okay. he got the biggest if, bag if out that, that team, he might be acting like an innocent man. If you're on that team, does your wife activity. let you go? Does your that? wife let you go on a trip like that?
0: Oh, absolutely not. You going with <laughs> who? <laughs> who
2: you going with? <laughs> hey, 30, 30 guys were able to were able to get if the pass, pulled, the home hey, pass. This, team,
0: this is hey, this is this is an OTAs. This is a mandatory team event. They all single. <laughs> Ain't no wife in the history of wifedom. Gonna let you go to with Bahamas a, a with Deshaun video. Watson.
2: <laughs> it ain't happen. nah. happening. Nah, not happened. Divorce paper sir. Imagine the stewardesses. But the organ, like, what if the the organization was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. You got go ahead, enjoy yourself. We'll, we'll make some calls. We know some great hotels. <laughs> in in the same sponsor.
0: week that he had to sit down with the NFL and start talking seriously about what his future holds and how the deposition itself is going to impact the NFL's decision, man. Uh, Do you think you we'll made them sign an NDA on the flight? <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the DR or, we'll or the we'll Bahamas? Never know. <laughs> happens in the Bahamas, <laughs> the Bahamian trip. Uh, other news, because I want to make sure we touch on it before we get out of here today, man. The U.S. Women National Team uh, finally got their fair pay, if you will, cash and checks. Uh, the equal pay dilemma or fight that they've been fighting it's been a fight Uh, the equal pay fight essentially they won the fight and etp you helped me kind of understand it what they're they're saying is that the entire bag the entire pot is going to be split meaning no matter what happens with the men's team and the women's team they're going to divide the money equally which i guess could be a win for the women but at the same time the men haven't been as successful as the women so I mean, are they are, are they potentially cutting down their overall income? Are, are they reducing income potentially by doing this? Uh, and I think the amount of money was less important than the quality. So it's a win that they're saying that men and women soccer players on the national team should be paid equally. Um, but net-net, I don't know that this is going to put more money in the women's pocket.
2: Well, so the thing that's great about this is that U.S. soccer has created this equal pay initiative so that men and women are going to be paid equally. Equally, The problem with that is the source of the revenue, right? So the majority, if not exclusively, the amount of revenue that comes into U.S. soccer is through FIFA, which is driven by the World Cup, and the revenue distributed from between men and women is like 10 to 1. So, if the men win the World Cup, they get 40 million give or take. If the women win the World Cup, they get 4 million. Like that's not by design of US soccer. That is how FIFA operates FIFA based on it, right. based on the amount of money that the men's World Cup brings in right. versus the women's World Cup in media, marketing, you know, merchandise, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, sponsorship, etc. So, what's happening now is if if the men make the round of 16 in the world cup they'll make 13 million they will they have, the purse will be 13 million dollars if the women win the world cup now they've changed it a little bit the women if they win the world cup they'll make 7 million dollars so the men will get almost double what the women get from FIFA, just making the just making the round of sixteen,
0: and the, and versus women winning the whole world Cup. versus
2: women winning the whole thing, and so, so you see why this is. You, you but see they can't, why I mean
1: this, that's that's hard because I mean that's coming from FIFA, right? Right. So I mean we can't be held. We're such a small deal to FIFA. The United States soccer is not a big deal to FIFA, and especially I mean we're the best. The reason why we're the best women's team is because uh, in in the world is because the all the historical soccer countries they don't value the female soccer the same way that we do right which might explain the the the, the, the pay out, yeah right. that's why fifa can pay less cuz they're like hey it's not a big deal over here to right. do it so i mean that and the fact that our top athletes play our, our other major sports that as well and in other countries they don't have that but the long story short is i mean they're trying to make changes but you can't they can't be expected us soccer can't be expected to fill the gap that fifa's created yeah, well, and you, you can't do- take all the men's money and just throw it into the female pot. That that does that's not fair either.
2: Well, that's the that's I mean, so that's the that's the challenge, right? Which so I'm
1: saying 50 percent of it is 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 whatever, and that in and of itself is still kind of like damn. I mean, we're mixing two different things: men's sports with one pot. And the, at the end of the day, our female sports are very, very. Our female soccer is very good, and our male soccer is very average. Right, right. so they should get a little bit more. But this is a market. We're in a free market country. And this is where the money's coming in. You can't take all that money from the all of it. You take some of it, but you can't take all that money and just say, "All right, we're just going to put it in one big pot and do something that the rest of the world doesn't do." That that that's that's asking too much. Yeah.
0: That, I think that's essentially what they're doing. And and to the U.S. women's national team's credit, they were relentless in their pursuit to create some form of equality when it comes to the payout and U.S. While you're right when it comes to FIFA, but in the US, it seemed even more egregious because, like you described, our US women's national team is the best of the best of the best and have been dominant. Whereas our US men's national team, you call them average. That probably is a compliment compared to really where they sit relative to the rest of the world in men's soccer.
2: Right. But the but the flip side of that is they've been they've underperformed. But now you're talking about a situation where you want these elite athletes to play for their country under the premise that they're going to get a reduction in in what, they've, what they're used to being paid. Right? right. So there's a possibility that you'll get athletes that will say, you know what, I'm a dual citizen or I'm going to go play for another country or I'm not. I'm not playing in the world cup because I have a premier league contract and I'm not going to go over here and play for the potential to win, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars. That's going to compromise my $50 million a year, you know, premier league contract or whatever it is. Right. So it's great that it's adding to the pay of women, but I think the challenge is at it's the expense top, it's, of it's at the expense, at the expense of, of, of the, now, at least
0: the quality of overall, I get you on men's team. We'll see how it plays out, man. But ironically, in discussing this, maybe that's the solution for name, image, and likeness. Maybe maybe the, the, the NCAA's got a chance to come in on it on it on its horse and save it like a white knight. Maybe every check you make under the umbrella of name, image, and likeness, you are required to sort of put a certain percentage aside. On a fu- it's got to be something. As you can tell, this bothers me. Um, Last topic of the day, man. Let's talk about Tiger Woods, PGA Championship. He's looked pretty bad. I think he shot four under, excuse me, four over. Big difference. Uh, four over, but he has been limping noticeably. He said that was the hardest thing to do Um, in this Particular episode cash and checks. Did Tiger Wood write a check that his ass can't cash when it comes to the, the the comeback? And is it time to just hang it up? Um, lightning round, what do you guys think before we get out of here for the day? I'll start with you, Big Flow Show. I know we all like Tiger. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all, but has his his has his mouth, as his bravado, has his confidence in himself written a check that his ass can't cash, is it over?
1: Nah, I, you know it's so it's so amazing to me. If you look at golf. And, and i don't follow golf that well but like the reason why tiger was was the best is like he won a lot but like he 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 placed a lot right he got in the top 10 a lot you know he had a record that he made like i don't know was it 200 cuts or something in a row ridiculous some ridiculous number? right I gotta be careful with my numbers. There. I got my, <laughs> my auditor over here, I gotta be careful what I claim. But a lot of cuts <laughs> because a lot of people don't make that many mistakes.
2: Own it, man. Just own it. <laughs> Just own it. So
1: at the end of the day, I feel like we 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 rush so quick to try to Tiger gets one day good at, at, at the uh the masters. He's back. He's back. Oh my god, he's back. Now he has a you know a, a four over. Is oh man, is he washed up? Relax. He's coming back off of almost losing his leg. He's going to have some decent tournaments, some bad tournaments. It's a little sore. He's already been beat up. I think the fact that Tiger's still golfing with the pros says a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact of all the Fair. back surgeries he's been through, uh getting whooped by his wife, all the different trials and tribulations he's doing, almost losing his leg. The fact that he's even out there doing it with all that stuff, we should celebrate that. But I'll give you that. You know, I'll give you know. that. I think uh, he's got a chance. I, I do think Tiger Woods will win another
0: tournament before it's all said and done. And when you say tournament, you mean a PGA tournament? Because I'm sure he can win a tournament if he go just out there on the course and create a tournament. I'm going to go out there and say, ah, uh,
1: let me say, I say he'll finish top 10 in the major. <laughs> 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 There's people listening. <laughs> There's people listening. He'll finish top 10 in the major before he's done.
0: ETP, last word on it, man. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, is, it just, is it over, man? He just can't cash his check. It, it, Tiger will never see. he ain't got to be Tiger of old, but at least least get me to tune in. When you're playing that bad, I ain't even tuning in. That's what the PGA wants. Tiger to just be playing so people watch.
2: I mean, he, for me, and I'm not a huge golf fan, but for me, he has earned my fandom where he could play terrible for a lot longer than most people, and I'd still be interested to watch. So- yeah Mike so, Tyson. right yeah i, I mean look he, he won tyson he won mike a tyson to to... fight tomorrow we gonna watch it yeah exactly well tyson fought just a couple years ago and, and it was worth watching put, put up big notes. watching his yeah. instagram watching him you know do some drills on instagram is more entertaining than a lot of the boxers today so i'll i'll watch mike tyson i mean look terrell owens is still catching touchdowns somewhere yeah all, but, all right yeah it sure is uh, we're going to get out of here. I hope day. he makes the cut. I hope Tiger. makes. I hope the he cut. does too, but it
0: don't look like it. it's going to happen. Um, before we get out of here in this episode of cash and checks, man, cause it's been a great episode. I did want to mention, um, you know, Kyrie was on, I am athlete and talked about him and LeBron in their days of Cleveland. I guess they played one-on-one at one point. Now he left the suspense at its height and didn't tell us how, what the outcome was, but the because fact he that lost. he brought because it up,
2: because he lost.
0: <laughs> now I think the the fact that he brought it up and put it in the universe, probably means he won. I think he lost. Think so? We'll know. We'll never know. Close vault. Look, man, this has been a great episode, man. Uh, Name, image, and likeness was the center of our conversation. We talked about the NBA playoffs. Don't worry. The Miami Heat will be back in game three. I know that the gentleman uh, by the name of ETP is wearing that Celtics hat. We ain't worried about that. You see the hat, the cow, cash cow. Today's episode was all about people writing checks that they ask, can't cash. Uh, so make sure that, that you like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. And please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to the podcast. Make sure y'all share this thing, man. It'll cost you about 30 seconds, not even. If, you, if you're if you good with the buttons, you hit share. If you're good with the buttons, tag somebody. If you get subscribe, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, but we uh, would, would truly appreciate the support. It goes a long way, although it doesn't take a lot out of you. Um, this has been a great episode. Cash and Checks. Make sure that you like, comment, share, tag your friend, tag your foe tag, anybody you know, and make sure you have a great weekend. Uh, this is the Ballhawk Sor- Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ballhawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Accessor Celebration, a.k.a. Brazy. I was here with the crew, my man, ETP, and the Big flow Show. We only know how to do it one way, rough, rugged, and raw, as we talk about sports business entertainment. This is who we is, and officially, we is out. Peace. <laughs>